Hi, my name is MJ Antu and welcome to Zion Church. Our mission at Zion is to create spaces for God to dwell and for hearts to be transformed by the love of Jesus. This is why we meet in person every first and third Sunday of every month and online every second and fourth Sunday. You can find our times and locations by going to zionchurch.live. We do this because we believe there's something deeply powerful when we all gather together to lift up the name of Jesus, but also when we meet at homes, break bread, and watch church with our church community. We are creating spaces for God to dwell. If you're looking for a church community or are wanting to take your next steps in your life or feeling led to partner with the mission of Zion, there are two ways to do so. The first one, you can join the Zion launch team. As we continue to engage and serve our community both in person and online, we are needing people like you. Second, you can become a financial supporter. We understand that God has given richly towards us, so it is our privilege to give back to Him so that we can serve others. Every dollar you sow is used to better serve our community. If you're wanting to join the Zion launch team or become a financial supporter, you can go to zionchurch.live slash next. On behalf of our entire Zion family, we want to say thank you. All right, let's get ready to hear a powerful message from God today. Hi, and welcome to Zion. My name is APOC. I am so excited that you are joining us today. Uh, real quick, man, we are starting small groups this week and i am so profoundly excited about what god is going to do in this season of our small group semester i want to challenge you maybe you are part of our church family that meets in person or maybe you're someone that watches us online um, mj and i are actually going to be hosting two groups one of them is going to be a 100 virtual group We'll be meeting Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific via Zoom, and I'd love to see you there. Maybe you're someone that watches online or maybe that someone that has to drive and commute, and during the week it's hard to do that. I get it. Join us on Wednesday nights or Thursday nights. We're going to be meeting here in Anaheim Hills at 7 p.m. I Like I said, I'm so excited. I feel that um, freedom is found in the context of relationships. Well, we are in week two of winning the war in your mind. And some of the notes that we have been going through are just to kind of recap of what this whole series is about is the idea that our mind is a battlefield. And most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. And 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 and 4, which has been our key verse for this series, it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. And we talked about how that divine power is that dunamis, the explosive power of God to demolish strongholds, which is the fortresses that the enemy uses or, or builds in our lives. And we know he doesn't build them 
in our exterior life, he builds it in our mind. So my responsibility as your pastor during this series is to teach you the reality of the spiritual battle that is happening in our minds and how to overcome. Because though there is a very real medical side to the mind, as believers of Jesus, I want you to hear me out. We know and we should know, we should be very aware of the real spiritual side. And one of the things I mentioned last week in our in-person gathering is that if we are unaware of that reality, then chances are we are losing the battle. So part of this series is to give us an awareness of the reality of the spiritual warfare, the spiritual uh, battle that is happening in our minds. And we know that there is a real enemy as believers of Jesus. We know that it is not some abstract or ambiguous uh, force. We know that there is a real enemy. His name is Satan. And he does not exist just to inconvenience your life. He's not trying to, you know, get you to have a flat tire on your way to work. He's not trying to get your Wi-Fi router to stop working properly. The Bible says, Jesus himself says, that the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. That is the mission of Satan, of the enemy in our lives. And some of the things that we covered last week was that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts, that what comes into your mind comes out in your world, that we cannot have a freed life with an imprisoned mind. So today, key, today's key verse it's going to be Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And then I want us to pray because I want us to get our, <clears throat> our mind right here. I want us to really grasp what God is wanting to say today. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind by the renewing of your mind. So I want us to pray. I want to give you today's title for today's message. And today's message is titled, Take Your Mind Back. Take Your Mind Back. Dear Jesus, we are so grateful that we are gathering here to hear um, your word for us. God, we lean, we lean into not into our own understanding, but we lean into what Scripture says about the real battle going on in our minds. So God, we lean into that. We pray that for the next couple of minutes, you would give us wisdom and, and understanding and insight, but more than anything, clear our minds so that we would be free from distraction to receive what you have for us. And we pray that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So I want to I start today's message with a question. And the question is, have you, like me, behaved irrationally? Have you ever made decisions that made no sense 
You might be thinking, APOC, I've never done such a thing. Well, have you ever <clears throat> wanted to be nice and you ended up yelling at someone or you wanted to save money, but you ended up spending it all? You wanted to trust God in a situation, but you ended up just worrying and not sleeping at night. If you answered yes to any of these, then welcome to the club. We have all been there. We all struggle with that. It is a real battle that we go through. And the, the question that I want us to think about is, why do you think we behave so irrational sometimes that we want to do something or we, we, we'd like our lives or our habits or our, our patterns to be a certain way, but the reflection in our exterior does not reflect our intentions. And simply put, I believe it's because of this. It's because our wires in our mind are being crossed. You know, science calls it the neural pathways. And it's this idea that when we experience new things, the brain creates a neural path. In other words, when we experience the, the, or the experiences are the wires and the programming is, is our brain. And, and every time we experience something, um, it creates a new wire that is programming our brain to think about things. And the more we think about it, the easier it is to think about it again. So when we hear the good news, we, we think about on the truth. And, and the more that we think about the truth, the more that we think about the truth. And it's, it's, a, it's a wiring, it's a programming. Also, when we hear bad news, when we, when we think about the lies, it's more lies that we begin to believe. And the, I, I, I come to the realization that when we don't control what we think, we never control what we do. And as I ponder on taking your mind back on, on this idea of our lesson for today, here is the challenge, our challenge, as the Apostle Paul begins to talk to the church in Rome, is to train our minds, the, the understanding that training our minds is just like training our body, that it's not just what we do, it's what we put into our body. And the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, the Apostle Paul, he says, And now, my dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise and i want you to understand where the apostle paul was writing these words from he is chained in a prison cell and he is telling the church to think on good things you know it doesn't say as he said well now brothers and sisters one final thing God let me down. 
Uh, I can't keep going. Life can't get any worse. No. He says, if there is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate. I love what it says on one of the translations. It says, meditate on these things. And the definition of meditation is to engage in mental exercise, to, to focus one's thoughts. And I love what Psalms 119 verse 15 says. It says, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. Psalms 143 verse 5 says, I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. And this idea of meditation, it it's not something new. It's it's something that we have had as as humanity for a very long time, and we have seen the idea of meditation in the Eastern way of meditating, and the I, their idea of meditating is to empty your mind. But I believe that Christianity's way or perception or focus of meditation is a little different, and. We find it in what the Apostle Paul says to the Roman church in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. In other words, meditation, it's not about just emptying our mind, but filling our mind. It's about fixing our mind to certain things because training my mind is about training my mind to focus. It's a focus and focus is a skill because the reality is that our minds drift. They generally drift to lies, the, the can't and the won't and the not. And our mind, it needs to be trained towards the truth of scripture, the truth about God, the truth about the nature of God, the truth about the promises of the gospel. So I want to ask you this, as we begin to unpack this idea of our minds and meditating, I want to ask you what strongholds are holding you back? What mindset has you hostage because these things, the reason that they are strongholds, church family, is because we are meditating on them. And the Apostle Paul knew that that was one of the things that was becoming a concern to the body of Christ. And I, I want us to identify where we have cross the wires in our mind, in our meditating. Things like, I will never get out of debt. I, I, I can't overcome this addiction. I'll always struggle with my health. I will never feel close to God. I will never uh, have a meaningful job. I'm never going to get married. What strongholds are holding you back? And but here's the question. What truth demolishes that stronghold? 
But we're understanding that, you know, meditating as believers is not just emptying our mind. It's about filling our mind and fixing our mind to the truth of the gospel. So the question is, what truth demolishes the stronghold? And we meditate on scriptural truth. And here's how we do it. And I want to give you four things on meditating on scripture. We write it, we think it, we confess it, and we do that until you believe it. Write it, think it, confess it until you believe it. Meditating in a nutshell for believers is writing it, it is thinking it, it is confessing it until you believe it. It is writing it, it is thinking it, it is confessing it until you believe it. We are creating neural pathways. We are renewing our mind as believers. That is the beauty of being believers of Jesus, that we are given the opportunity to renew our mind we don't need to continue with the strongholds that have been holding us back. We have the option. We are blessed with the option on being freed. So struggling to know God or the will of God, my life belongs to God. Daily I seek him and daily he directs my steps. I know his voice and he leads me to his perfect will. Are you lacking confidence? My confidence is in Christ and Christ alone because his spirit lives in me. I can do everything he calls me to do. Are you fighting with lustful thoughts? I am not a slave to lustful thoughts because God has purified my mind. I will honor him with my eyes and my thoughts. My God is faithful. Even if I am tempted, he will always give me a way out. Church, I hope that you are catching this today, that we have a way out. We don't need to live and accept the life of living in a stronghold. God has given us the power to renew our minds so that we can be free. Battling with worry. Because of Christ, I am not anxious about anything. I can cast my cares on God because he cares for me. I have the peace of God dwelling in my heart and ruling my mind. So we write it. We think on it. We confess it until we believe it. We are creating neural pathways. We are, in essence, renewing our mind. We are renewing our mind. I think about the Apostle Paul as, as he is ending his ministry, his service to the Lord in this life, and he is in a prison cell. I preached about it last year about you would think that this man would be, you know, writing these words from the beachfront and, and drinking a, 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 a pina colada and, and eating some appetizers and having his best retired life. No, he was writing these words from a prison cell, but he could, he was able to do that 
Because even though his exterior was a, a prison, they could not imprison his mind. He, his mind was free because Jesus recited. He, his mind was constantly being renewed by the truth of the gospel. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And if you don't control what you think, you will never control what you do. Take your mind back. Friend, take your mind back. Meditate on the truth. Write it, think it, confess it until you believe it. I want to pray for you today. You know, I, I wholeheartedly believe that there are people watching and listening today that you have strongholds. And, and, and we need to come to terms with that. You know, we, we want to live for God. We, we want to do good. We want to be free. We can't. We say, I'm not good enough, and I could, God could never love me. Can I just speak truth into you right now in the name of Jesus? The Bible tells us that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and if you believe in, his, in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You know, it's so easy sometimes, see, to allow the lies of the enemy to get us to think into the always and the nevers. But I want to tell you today that there is power in the name of Jesus. That most life's battles are won or lost in the mind. And that there is a battle that rages, but you have already won the war through and in Jesus Christ. So let me pray for you today. I believe as I begin to pray, I believe that there's going to be some strongholds in your mind. There, there's going to be some wires that have been crossed that God is going to be unplugging and be plugging in the truth of his word. Dear Lord Jesus, we are so grateful. I am grateful for the opportunity of, of this reminder that there is power in your word. That we don't need to live with the option of being enslaved and living under a stronghold. That through Jesus Christ, we can have freedom. Jesus, you said that we would know the truth and that the truth would set us free. So right now, we speak against every lie that the enemy has come to tell us that he, he's, he's told us that we would never get out of this addiction, <clears throat> that we would never get out of death, that we would always struggle with our health, that we would never feel close to God, that we can never find a meaningful job, that we will never get married, that we will always live alone. God, we speak against that. 
And we replace it with the truth of God. And we say we can do all things in Christ who strengthens me, that my life belongs to God, that daily I will seek him and I will find him, that your word is true, Lord, that you have never abandoned us and you never will. So God, I speak against every stronghold in the name of Jesus. And we pray right now that the truth of you would overtake us, Lord. And we thank you for that freedom. We, I thank you for the freedom right now that you are providing, that you are starting, that you are beginning in our lives as our minds begin to renew that we don't need to abide and submit to the patterns of this world, but that we have the option of being transformed by the renewing of our mind. And I pray this. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. You know, I believe God is calling each and every one of us right now to a next step. Maybe for you, you've never been part of a church and God is calling you to make a decision today to commit to a church family. And, and if Zion Church is that church family, we'd love to have you. Maybe for some of you listening, God has challenged you to trust him in your finances and to take that step to become a financial supporter to the kingdom of God. Maybe for those that are listening, God is calling you to connect deeply into godly relationships. And I want to challenge you today specifically to join one of our small groups. You know, today you can you can go to zionchurch.live slash small groups and we're gonna have our list of small groups available for you to sign up. But I want to challenge you to to take that risk to open up whatever the enemy has been lying to you about church and relationships and people that they can't be trusted and and then it's bleeded into God can't be trusted i want to i want to challenge you to take a risk and to become vulnerable and to connect this semester with us and make that step of faith, whether it's online or in person. Guys, there is no excuse. We, we have it all for you. We are providing and giving you no excuses to take this next step today. And if that's you today, if you feel God is calling you to one of these next steps, maybe you, maybe you need to get baptized, whatever it is. We've made it easy as a church. You can go to zionchurch.live slash next to find out how you can take one of these next steps. We've made it so easy for you. Now, before I go, I want to give someone the opportunity to take their first step. Maybe you're listening and maybe I, you've been watching us online and, but you've never stepped foot to a church or maybe you haven't stepped foot in, in a church since pre-COVID and, and, and you're scared to go back to church or maybe you've never gone to church and you've never given your life to Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity to take that step today. Maybe you're feeling like I'm not good enough. I don't have it together. Like I said in the beginning of this message, welcome to the club. This is not a museum 
of perfect people. This is the church is a hospital for broken people. We're all broken and we all need the redemption of Jesus Christ. So if that's you, if if you're saying, you know what, APOC, I I don't have it all together. I don't have it all figured out, but I want to put my trust in Jesus and I want to make him my Lord. I want to make him my savior. I want to give my life to him. If that's you, if you're saying yes right now, I want to pray for you and I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I give you my life. Forgive all my sins. Make me brand new. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can follow you. My life is not my own. God, I give it to you. Thank you for new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or if you've got a story to share, we'd love to hear it. You can go to zionchurch.live slash next for your next steps. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And let's keep creating spaces for God to dwell.